0: Hey King's Arms, it's so good to be back with you this morning. I hope you're doing okay in this season of readjusting and the just gradual return to something more resembling normal life. Last week we talked a little bit about the challenge of overwhelm in this season and today I want to talk about another topic that's really relevant and and it's all about how your brain deals with and moves on from trauma. And trauma is really any experience which causes distress or damage or disturbance to us. So that can be physically, practically or emotionally. And at its core, trauma is about anything that requires your brain to assess something that's led to a bad outcome. To try and make sense of what happened, but but more to learn from it. Maybe change the way you do life or live life to understand why it happened happened maybe prevent it from happening again and and it's all the more difficult therefore when events were sudden dramatic unpredictable or just totally out of your control sometimes life knocks us for six and our minds have to take time to understand that sometimes emotions that are triggered are very powerful or or the outcome is so devastating that that makes that processing even harder but Trauma is about much more than just a really obvious bad outcome. Often trauma is actually about something more subtle. It's it's about the impact on the foundational beliefs that we build our life on. You know, it's it's things we understand about ourselves and the world and the interactions that we have with people and places. Sometimes things that happen Sometimes even things that may not look like that big a deal to other people or or even for ourselves, we might struggle to understand why has this had such an impact on us? But, but those things really throw us because they challenge something about those core foundational beliefs. So maybe you made a mistake. Maybe you caused an accident or just messed something up. Those things could be traumatic in the moment if it's a bad accident. But... Also, they can have an impact because you have to work out what this means. You know, if you've made a mistake, particularly if it's had big or bad consequences, what does that mean for how you understand yourself, how you live in the future? Are are you competent or are you actually a lot less so than you thought? How does this change the way you're going to move forward Some trauma is tough, not just because of the the in-the-moment situation and what happened, but because of the deep emotional work we have to do in the aftermath. Not just getting over what happened, but literally rebuilding our foundations, thinking about how we're going to live moving on. One of the other key things to understand with trauma is how powerful emotions are intertwined with this system of processing and storing difficult memories in your mind. You know, you, you've got a kind of long-term storage facility in your brain where memories are put away, when they're kind of dealt with, they're in their past, in your past, but they're understood as, as part of the process and journey that you've been through. But there's a more front of your mind memory space that's about that active figuring out what does this mean. And sometimes your brain brings memories to the front of your mind as part of triggering this processing moment, you know, stimulating your mind and attention to make sure that something that's happened gets the headspace it needs. And, and part of its way of doing this is through using emotions like anxiety or sadness or frustration these are emotions that grab and divert your attention and then it brings a memory to the front of that active headspace and, and that means you're kind of pushed into processing and mulling over what happened. But, but if you don't understand that, then that process can actually be quite frightening. It, it feels like you're being forced to relive a trauma. And, and gradually over time, as you do process things, they, they do become more put away in that long-term memory space. So you think about them less. It's, in essence, a natural process. But it can be really tough and it does take time. And particularly in trauma that's been very significant and very difficult. Or that we're, when we're struggling to understand why it's had the impact on us, it has we can get caught in a kind of battle with our own brains as we're fighting against this natural process. And post-traumatic stress disorder is a clinical condition where that happens, where people are, are caught between this natural brain instinct to bring memories to the surface and and just the raw awfulness of what that feels like, the emotions and the memories and, and the trauma that that triggers in the present as they're trying to push down and not think about something that happened in the the past. And, and that can feel like what we call flashbacks, moments when something in the present caused that bubbling up, and, and people feel like they're re experiencing a trauma from the past. But also, sometimes that can happen unexpectedly, and sometimes traumatic memories can suddenly start to bubble up months or even years after something has happened, it's, it's like your mind feels that you're ready to deal with it, but that can be a tremendous shock, particularly if those memories were so far buried that, that they weren't part of someone's conscious awareness and they suddenly become aware of something that happened to them and that they have to process. So trauma isn't just an in the moment challenge, it can have a much longer after life and, and it really is a journey. So how does trauma relate to what we've all been through in this season? Now, for some people, pandemic has been more classically traumatic in ways that may be obvious through bereavement or distressing circumstances that they've experienced, particularly through loss or moments where they've not been able to control and it's led to a bad outcome for them or someone they love. But the COVID pandemic has also challenged things much more globally for all of us. Those core concepts that we've built our life on. Concepts around our safety, our health, that ability to control the world and keep ourselves and the people we love safe. Concepts around friendship and family and who we can trust and rely on. You know, pandemic in that unique crazy way has separated us from people that we perhaps never thought we'd be separated from it's it's made it effectively illegal to hug people we love it it's bizarre and many of our brains are still reeling from some of those things and particularly for some people other things have been more directly challenges you know people who've lost businesses or incomes or seen their professional their their job change dramatically and, and often in quite traumatic ways. Many people in this moment as we're starting to come out of pandemic are finding that their minds are questioning things, things they previously built their life around and they're wondering do I need to make some big changes? This has been in many ways a societal trauma, maybe not the same kind of thing as the acute shock and trauma of an accident or, you know, devastating moment, but a big and dramatic change. And although we talk of returning to normal, Some people in this moment are struggling with a realization that there are some things they will never return to in the same way as they were BC before COVID. Life isn't going to be that kind of normal ever again. So, how do we process trauma? What are the symptoms? How does it affect us? And how do we get out of the other side? Most theories about trauma talk about three stages and I want to take you through those And, and in doing so refer to the story of a traumatic moment in the New Testament which many of you will be very familiar with it's the story of the immediate aftermath of Jesus arrest and execution and his death on the cross and the impact that had on his closest friends the disciples So stage one in our response to trauma is about shock. It's about the need to find safety. Traumatic events by definition often hit suddenly. We weren't expecting them. They often leave us reeling. That can be very much in the moment if it's been an accident or something really unpredictable, really out of the blue. But that can also be over a longer period of time. I think one thing I saw when we all went into lockdown back in 2020 was this season where people were reeling with the shock. We see that sort of acute stress reaction as people are just living on adrenaline, just getting through the needs of the moment. And then more gradually, as they come out of that, the the bigger impact of what happens starts to become more of more of a thing, more of something that their brain's trying to get their head around, literally. And that's particularly the case for people whose lives were more dramatically changed. So in some ways, understanding this in the context of COVID is more tricky because there wasn't this really dramatic moment this big accident or or something like that but in terms of the wider meaning and impact for our minds it did cause that kind of shock and impact and when you're in that place your mind is pushed often into overwhelm acute stress and our acute reaction to something unexpected pushes us into that space and it's hard to think clearly Your instinct is all about suppressing your emotions, dealing with the needs of the moment, withdrawing and finding safety. So there's a powerful example of this in the New Testament, and and it's Peter just after Jesus was arrested. And you can read the story in Mark 14, particularly verses 66 to 72. And and Peter is hanging around after Jesus has been arrested, but he's starting to realise the impact of what is happening. This is going to be huge. And and he's trying to to keep an eye on what's going on, but people keep recognising him. And three times in his panic, he just instinctively sort of freaks out and denies even knowing Jesus. And, and his anguish and shock in those moments is really clear that the third time he actually curses, he uses really strong language. And then poor, poor Peter, there's this devastating moment of clarity because Jesus had actually spoken to him about this and sort of warned him that this was going to happen. And he has this moment of clarity where he realises what he's done and it hits him and he's broken because this isn't how he hoped that he would react. He said when Jesus foretold it, he said that he would, he would follow him, that he would never, ever do this sort of thing. To find himself reacting like this is, is devastating to Peter. And you know there's an important lesson here. In this initial stage of shock... We need to go easy on ourselves. This is not your thinking mind. It's not your best self. It's an emergency shocked reeling mode and it's biased towards finding safety. It always leans towards withdrawal. So don't be alarmed. Don't be too harsh on yourself. You will probably need to hunker down, retreat to a safe space, seeing people stepping out this may all just feel too much and, and it may just be that you need time to wait for that initial shock to drop. Remember last week, Elijah, he at first just needed to rest and look after himself. He wasn't ready for wider conversations. He couldn't move straight on. We need to recognise that and, and sometimes let ourselves off. And of course, in this situation, you may find that what you're struggling with most isn't your own reaction. It's someone else's. You know, sometimes when we're on the outside of this shock reaction, it can feel like someone's cutting us off, like we can't reach them. And, and during pandemic, that's sometimes been really, really hard. And in these moments, we have to recognise what's going on and, and allow other people not to be perfect, In our most shocked and shaken moments, sometimes we all revert to instincts, and and that has to be okay. The second stage of trauma then is processing, and this is when the initial shock has started to wear off. So it can be quite quick, or it can take a while. People differ. Everybody's journey through trauma is different. But this stage is about starting to understand. And, and it's something you cannot and should not rush. Sometimes people after a trauma are so keen to push people into this space that they, they can encourage them to go into therapy or to talk before they're ready. But we have to let ourselves move out of that initial shock, let that drop and then move on when we're ready to process. So give yourself time. Luke 24 tells a brilliant story that is an example of our need to process and it's about these two unnamed disciples who are on a journey literally they're walking on a road to a place called Emmaus and and that place is significant because this is the road away from Jerusalem it's it's the road back probably to where they came from these guys are running away they're they're in that shock moment they're withdrawing they're trying to find their safe space go back to the way things were before but we can see they're starting to process because actually, the, the Greek that's used in Luke's Gospel uses this word talking about their conversation that says literally they're bouncing things back and forth. And, and that kind of um, almost conversational thought tennis, bouncing thoughts around, is so much part of processing. It, it requires the spaces where you can kind of knock about with your own thoughts. And in this story, Jesus joins in the conversation and he helps them to process. Literally, he says to them, it, it can sound harsh, but literally what he says is, why are you being so stupid? Effectively, he's saying, if we look at the original Greek, why are the cogs in your head not turning? Why are you not thinking rationally about this? And, and processing is about a moment when your rational mind is now back to being more able to kick in. Like, can you get your teeth into understanding what happened, to planning, to making any changes? It's about work. It's about going through the process. And, and Jesus helps them to understand But he also has to help them with something else because processing so often involves tricky emotions like grief and loss and and disappointment and letting yourself admit and feel those emotions. and, And that can be hard. You know, shock stage one is about instinctively numbing those emotions. In stage two, what can happen is that people suddenly find them bubbling up. And, and right now in this moment coming out of lockdown, I'm hearing a lot of people who are suddenly having to deal with emotions at a time when perhaps they least expected that to be the case and they can be powerful. The disciples in Luke 24 are expressing something really poignant. They say, we had hoped that he would be the one. Disappointment and loss and grief are about having to try to come to terms with what happened, with something that just wasn't something we ever would have wanted to happen. It wasn't the way we would have wanted things to be. And it's about the wrestle of that processing needs time and it needs the right spaces where that can happen you know after his death Jesus appears to the disciples many times in different contexts and different spaces with different combinations of people and each conversation is different he knew their human need to do this processing bit by bit to gradually come to terms with what had happened and in their own individual ways we have to do that for ourselves Think about where you can do that thought tennis, you know, sometimes we can play tennis just on our own. Do you remember as a kid you used to knock the ball against the garage door or something? That emotionally is just finding times where you have headspace, you know, long walks, quiet moments of reflection or prayer or meditation, journaling, whatever works for you. Sometimes it's just about a a friendly, relaxed, no pressure knockabout with friends, you know, like when we were kids and you used to do that to play tennis. And and there's no great weight or pressure on it. But just those relaxed conversations sometimes can release something in our minds as we talk about something that's happened. But sometimes we do benefit from a coach in our games of tennis. Sometimes we need someone to help us because we're struggling to guide us through how to do it better. And therapeutic spaces, professional spaces can be so important in that processing of grief and trauma and loss, particularly if it's been more profound, if the emotions are powerful or if what happened was really devastating. And and don't forget that sometimes it, it might be important for you to talk to someone professional, to approach your GP, to share, to say, I'm really struggling with this. That can be a really good step on the journey of getting over trauma. And then stage three then is about consolidation, or, or as we more commonly would say, closure. And, and this is about when we've done the processing, we start to feel able to move on. And it, it's about some big things, acceptance, forgiveness, letting go. It takes time and the biggest challenge often is about just accepting that these things have happened finding a way to integrate it into part of our story moving on from that stage to wrestle of just I don't want this to be part of my story into a space where you could say okay I didn't want this to be something that happened to me and it was really tough but but here's how I was able to move on I love moment in Acts chapter 1 where we see a really good example of this and it's some time after Jesus' death and the disciples seem to have made this kind of unified group decision and they've returned together to Jerusalem and there's this moment of of regathering and regrouping as a community and and they're praying and chatting together. You know closure enables us to reconnect To move on, not just ourselves, but together, particularly when a trauma has hit, not just us, but our friends and our family and our loved ones. Everybody responds differently to a difficult moment. And sometimes our journeys are so difficult and so different that for a time we're separated by them. But that doesn't mean we can't re-find each other eventually. So closure can be about accepting and letting go of those differences and the decisions and the difficulties that came up. Getting back together, recognising what's happened and and where possible celebrating our moving on and our managing to get through. And and closure does enable us to move on. You know, in Acts 1, it's so powerful. We see this Peter, this moment in Peter's life where he is such a different Peter from the person we saw immediately post-trauma. You know, in verse 16, we see he's clearly understood what's happened, not just in his own story, but the wider context of God's bigger story. And he's able to make some key decisions about how to move on, but also lead this group of people. He's found his confidence and it means he can step forward. He's actually released a new potential. Trauma can knock us for six, but it can also enable us to grow. It doesn't have to be just about endings. By definition, trauma is traumatic, but it can be about a new beginning, a new season, a moving on into the next moment in our lives. But it takes time, and we have to allow that journey to happen gradually. Let's just take a moment to pray. And as we do that, let's just recognise that we are all in different spaces in our own journey through what has happened. Maybe some of you watching are thinking, actually, I don't feel that sense of trauma at all. I don't really get it. And that's great. Maybe your struggle is most with some of the reactions you're seeing in other people. And and let's be careful to be sensitive and, and really deliberately empathetic to try to understand what other people are going through. But but if for you in this moment, this is tough, I really want to pray for you and just recognise that sometimes understanding why it's difficult and, and letting yourself go through this process, that in itself takes some time and it takes some support and some understanding. So, Father God, we just hold right now in front of you, everyone who's listening and watching And we recognise the beauty of individuality, that we are all unique. Our situations are unique, our experiences are unique, our emotions are unique. And for those who are struggling right now, I just ask that you would surround them with your love and your protection and your compassion. And most of all, we speak your supernatural peace over people's hearts and minds right now. And we do ask for your wisdom and your guidance on this journey. Lord God, take us through, as you did with the disciples, meeting with them regularly, connecting with them, talking with them, journeying alongside them. We just pray that you would do that for the people who are listening and watching in this moment. Father God, thank you so much that we don't do this alone And thank you, Lord God, that we can have that perspective like Peter, realising what this has meant and moving on from it ourselves, but also realising a bigger picture, a better story that you're speaking over the world. Thank you that no matter how traumatic and difficult moments may be in our life, you are still in control. Your bigger story still sings out. Thank you so much for that security. We root ourselves in you.